you doing? This is the Two Guys from Queens podcast. I'm Tommy. I'm Dwight. Welcome back. And, um, you know, on this week's show, you know, I want to just start off with something that, um, you know, kind of bothers me a little bit. And, and, you know, we're talking about grief. And, you know, for me, I don't know. It's like when I get, like, if I hear bad news about somebody, it's like, I gra- I'm like a machine, I feel like sometimes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I absorb it. I take it in, I absorb it, maybe I'll cry for a minute, I let it out, and then I'm like business as usual. And, you know, where, when I really realized that I feel like that is like when my uncle passed away, and my uncle was like my second father. He was there for me every step of the way. When I got in trouble, he was right by my side. You know, if I had any problems, I related a lot to him. And, and you know, when I heard he passed away... For like five, ten minutes, I was like, should I have called him more? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? And, and like, I just kind of like went away with it. I got upset. I cried. And then I went back to doing what I'm doing, you know? And, and like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know, that's how I process it. And and I know, like, you have a lot of, you know, grief in your life. Yeah. You know, but I know you have Some something. Some of it's right in this room. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I know you had, like, something that really seriously happened to you. And, yeah. and you know, I would like Two to. Things. Yeah. But, you know, I really would like you to expand on that and talk how you got through well, it. You know, I, Tommy, I, I think, you know, everybody, I, I think that there's different types of grief. Like, there's that grief you, that you experience, like you said, you know, you, a loved one dies and stuff. Things can happen to us. You know, I, I've, I've known people who've been, you know, sick, obviously, um, uh, you know, and, and you watch them pass away, and there's that grief that, that they experience while they're going through that. That's what the, the five stages of grief was right. actually actually written for that. Right. And that's you know uh, that's the what is it the, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and right. acceptance. And that, but that can also be um, associated with with losing people as well. And you're right. You know, I, I like the first major loss I suffered as a kid was I was 18 when my father committed suicide. Right. And I mean that was you know I had no idea how to deal with it. Um, and I, I really believe, like that, that especially death. When we talk, when when I talk about grief, I'm generally talking about death. Right. Like, I think, is, that, yeah. And I really believe, like as human beings, the only thing that we have to deal with is death. Right. Like everything else, like you know, you and I have been through a lot of shit. We've <laughs> lost jobs. You know, been you know, right. been incarcerated. Like we deal with these things, and these are things that you can deal with. These right. these these are manageable. Uh, manageable things. You lose a lover, you lose, even lose an apartment, you lose a job, whatever it is, all of those things can be replaced. You know, even even when you break up with somebody, right. if, if they're still alive, and sometimes you'd rather they weren't, but <laughs> if, if they are, there's always that hope, like, you know, maybe we can get back together, maybe we can't, but there's no, fina- like, there's not that finality to it. Right, grief is about just like death. Is death, death right, baby. right. And death, you know, death is... Uh, there's 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 only you know one thing you can do about that and that is the grief process you know um and i I lost my son which was the greatest loss i ever i ever incurred uh was losing my son and then six weeks after we lost my son um you know my my wife was pregnant with my daughter my (laughs) ex-wife my wife was pregnant with my daughter and we we lost her six weeks later and and that was just unbelievably difficult and i think what made her death was uh so difficult um I mean, obviously, you know, losing her, but but I had to deal with my son's death. Like right. for that six weeks, all I could think about was like, oh, she's still pregnant. I'm gonna have to be there for my daughter right, you know, right. when she's born and everything. And when we lost the baby, like all of a sudden, I had to deal with all of this, and and I was ill ill prepared for the task. And, well, um, I, I don't, I'm sorry to stop you, but I don't know how you ever prepared for the task of, you know, well, grieving I, I, your daughter, well, or grieving can, your I can son, tell you or that, you know. Um, 
I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you how you can be prepared. I mean, like, obviously, you know, those are horrendous things. I know people who have suffered these losses and, and knock on to the extremes. I mean, my way of coping with things was heroin, you know, right. like, which is not a good, right. ladies not and a gentlemen, good not a good coping mechanism. <laughs> Um, but you know, now today I do things, uh, through faith. I do it through, through, uh, talking. I do it through counseling. Right. You know, there are ways of, of, of handling grief that are, are much better. Um, I, I think that, you know, uh, when I say I was ill prepared, it was in every way because I also, you know, bore the burden of, of guilt. Like even though it, it, the accident wasn't my fault, I was at the wheel and, you know, and I had to deal with that. And it was very, very difficult right, for a sure. long time to, to deal if I, with What if with I that. went left? Yeah. What if I went right? You know, how many uh, uh, times? If I stopped 50 feet <laughs> right. before, like, you know, right. all, all of these things that went but into that. But these are that. things that happen. You can't take that back. And it just, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, the events happened. And, and this, you know, so then you deal with it, right? And, and then you say, okay, well, what is it to, to deal with this? And I think that um, eventually what I had to do w was give up the drugs. I mean, right. the drugs had to go because for me, nothing, nothing could ever be accomplished while I was, while I was intoxicated mm -hmm. in, in any way, shape, or form. And, and alcohol is a drug. Right. You know, I don't drink. I haven't drank. And, you know, and that's, it was my out. I've told you that many times. <laughs> like, I haven't drank in 34 years. Of course, right. <laughs> heroin's a different right. story, you know, like. Might have done um, some heroin right, along the way. Know, so maybe a little cocaine. Little cocaine, right. a little crack. You want right. to smoke a little crack. But, you know, th that, um, it's not a good coping me mechanism, as I said. But when it comes to grief, and, and, you know, you say, well, how do you get over this? Like, cause to me, it was like a legitimate excuse. And what eventually happened to me was um, it, it got to a point where it became all about me. Was that like self-pity? Yeah, yeah. Right? And I, I think it transitioned from that when, when it, uh, how could God do this to me? Right. I remember somebody saying something. If they said, "If there is a God," I was talking to a person who definitely didn't didn't believe in that, you know. But he, he said, "If there is a God, he said, we didn't do anything to you, right? You're still here, you know." And, and I remember it was it was pointed out. Actually, I, actually, I, I did a big talk on on grief. I was uh, I was at a convention. It was a, a big convention. That I spoke at. And they asked me, well, could you speak on grief? And it was something that I had, had experienced but never spoke on the subject right, right, before, right. right? And they said, you talked for 45 minutes on grief. Uh, okay. And so, you know, I wanted some numbers and stuff. And it was so funny because I, I started looking things up. And like every day, every day in, in the United States, approximately 7,000 people a day die. Right. 7,000 every day. Right. Every day. 365 days a year. And, and can you imagine if you had to grieve and mourn for all of them, you right. know? And, and, and I started to look a little bit further into that, and I started to say, well, I had two major deaths in my life were my father and my son, and they were 25 years apart, right? right? In that 25 years, uh, the calculations are that a billion people on earth had died. Uh. Now, if there's a God, and I believe, like, well, and we're, that's a different podcast. Right, people, right. But if there is a God, I said, I said, I'm pissed at whatever this thing is out there, right? Because I knew two out of a right. billion people and how dare he inflict me with, with those pain, two, right? right? With like, that like, pain, right. Like, who the, who the fuck, right. who the fuck am I to, to, I should never feel any pain. Right. You know, and, and, and so it, it got me it got me thinking and it was really one of the things that brought me down. Now you look at this, this is denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. Well, I don't know about the denial. 
Like, right. I, you know, I guess I'm for sure a couple you were of some days, sort of denial that it was my fault. I did it. Or... We were in the hospital and, and for a couple. Well, actually, it was more like we were, I remember being in the hospital and like expecting to see him. Like even after right. they told me, you know, he passed away, they they did everything they could for him. But even after that, you know, I kept expecting to, to see him right, right. come through the door. And, and you know, obviously it wasn't going Anger, I, I'm just naturally a pissed off right. person. I'm always angry, so you can't. <laughs> like, and I don't, like, bargaining, bargaining is more for, like, this was written for people who are sick. Like, you, you're told you have terminal, God forbid, right. you have terminal cancer. And, and, you know, for people, like, the bargaining is, is like, oh, if I'm better, if I'm a better person, you and I, I know all had, all had those. Oh, I bargained <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> there was the plenty of bargaining. Be good, but don't, you know, like, don't, don't let me get arrested. Yeah, but can't bargaining fit into that situation for you? Like, you know, take my life instead of my son's life. Or were you th- even I, well, thinking no, about I mean, that? Like, oh, of you know? course. Okay. Even to this day, look, if I could have traded places with right. him, I would have. And now that my ex-wife is, no, nah, nah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, hey. <laughs> had her heavily insured. Right. Anyway, um, and you see, now I joke about it. Now, I, I, I didn't joke about this for the longest time. And uh, we, uh, you, I'm sorry. You That's know, all right. I lost, I lost my, my train of thought, which happens a lot when I talk about that. Um you know, for the lo- for the longest time, I I, I had I had a difficult time uh, feeling anything after the loss. Now you talked about your uncle, and you know, uh, for me, it was I I felt guilty uh, feeling good at all. Right. I remember, like you, you know, even a year later, like telling like joke. I I I like to laugh. I tell jokes, I, and I, I I felt guilty even just laughing. Right after right. after he passed, you know. And, and, and those are different degrees. And, uh, you know, I think now it's a good time that we're going to take a, a break real yeah, quick. Yeah, definitely, and, and definitely. I want Because there's another point we'll make right. after that uh, when we come back from that. Yeah, we'll hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Thank you. No more fees. No more fees. Bash those high-ticket service fees. At TicketBash.com, not only will you get the best seats to top sporting events, concerts, and the hottest Broadway plays, you'll always receive the guaranteed lowest prices, amazing service with a personally assigned account rep, and the security of using a company that is licensed, bonded, and insured. Get your tickets in a flash at TicketBash. TicketBash, gonna make you smile when you save some cash at TicketBash. TicketBash, TicketBash.com. All right, welcome back. We are back. We are back. All right, Dwight, go. So anyway, we, you, were, you were talking about your uncle. Right. So, the, go ahead. Yeah, you know, like when I'm talking about with my uncle, it's like, you know, you know, that's like the first significant person that I've ever lost in my life. And I don't know if it was hard for me to process it or how I processed it, but for the most part, I feel like, you know, like when that happened, you know, like I said earlier, I, 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 it was almost like robotic. I took it in. I, I kind of like grabbed it, absorbed it, and, and, and I moved it on. And, you know, I don't know if that's because, you know, I think life goes on and, you know, like he would want me to be like that. Or maybe it was just me not wanting to feel. Like maybe I didn't want to feel it. Maybe I just wanted to let it go. But, um, you know, and then you talk about, you know, the, the stages of denial and, and acceptance. And then, like I said, later on it kicked into me as like, you know, should I have called him more? Should I have done this more? Should I have, you know, spent more time with him? I know he was sick at the end. You know, should I have been there more for him? Like, he was well, there that, for that me. That sounds like the grieving process. Though. Right. Like that's it, really it, what it is. Not, it's not like you got away from it. You right. Know, it, it was there. It just, it took a different course. It just course. took a different yeah. course, right? Like, you know, like I wasn't, you know, like sitting in bed and crying yeah. and holding, you know, my pillow next to me. You know, it was like, you know, I, I, I kept moving on because I felt like that's what he would want me to do. I, you know, I tell you, they're... they're uh, 
psychologically, there are different deaths that will, will affect you differently. Right. The two, the two worst, the hardest deaths to deal with, the two hardest losses are the suicide of a close family right. member and the death of a child. Like, I, yeah, I've had I, both of those. Right. Um, you know, and it's changed death for me as well. Like, right. you know, and, and I try to feel now, like people tell me, you know, we're going through this COVID pandemic and right. everything and, you know, people, people are dying. And I'm like, yeah, but they're all like over 80, you know, right. I'm like you're supposed to die over. <laughs> right, exactly. And I, you know, and I know that sounds cold, but, you know, I lost my son. It was three weeks before his seventh birthday. And, and I look at that, you know, and, and look, we're both we both work with a lot of recovering addicts right. and stuff like that. I know a lot of people who have died. Right. And I feel for their parents, like these kids, you know, these kids are dying. My nephew ha passed away recently, my right. nephew Kyle, God rest his soul. Uh, he, he died, um, you know, with a spike in his arm and um, 34 years old and, you know, and just a lost soul, really, right. just lost. Um, and I felt bad for my brother and, and for, for his, his ex-wife, you know. Um, but as far as him, you know, it, it's hard for me to muster that that sympathy right. for the person a, a lot of times because I look at it. You know, he made his choices, and right. I made that's how I look choices, at. It. Sometimes I get like, I get like, angry when I hear certain people like that die. You know, well, it's listen, like you know, and, and you know, I was always a believer when I was using, and this I think makes me almost unique sometimes <laughs> in recovery. Is that when I was using, I believed that whatever happened to me, I had coming. Right. Like, I was never one of those guys, oh, why does this have to happen? Like, you know, right. like getting arrested or, you know, getting... Because it happened to me because I did things. Because, <laughs> right. exactly. Well, you I didn't say, you oh, I didn't do it. Right. right. You know, like... I don't cry about it. I took it, like, a, on the right. chin. And, and, that's and, what um, I do. <laughs> and I look at that, like, now, I said, well, you know, not that I I want people... I got an example. There was a guy I knew a while back in recovery, and, um, you know, this is where we take this stuff right. on ourselves, where it's self-pity, it's not grief. Right. And, and separating those two things, right? He was a guy, you know... You cry, oh, my mother died. I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry right. to hear that. You know, now, now we're talking about a guy who's older than me. I'm 58, right. and he's in his mid 60s, right. right? So, you know, yeah, my mother, I feel so bad. Eh, okay, it's your mom. Like, I, okay. Of course, you know, supposed I, to I didn't get along with mine, but right. some people I understand <laughs> love theirs, you know, right. whatever. And, and I said, w w was it sudden? No. Right. Oh, she's been sick for a while. Huh? She's had Alzheimer's for six years. She hasn't even known who, who I am. Who I was, right, right. I'm like, dude, your mother died six years ago. And right. I mean, I didn't say that. No, but, but in like, your mindset, that's how you right. look at it, right. And what that tells me is that you're upset for you. You're not upset for right. her. Right, that's more of you, this, right. This woman was, is definitely, right. in, I mean, God bless, but she's in a definitely in a better place, right. no matter where that place is. Right. At least, you know, she's probably cognizant anyway of where it is. Um yeah, and so that that's that's where that self pity you know uh, comes in, where you right. where you cross that line, and uh, I'm a big believer in getting help too. Like counsel, I think yeah, counseling. Yeah, I mean, services, listen, help always. You know, uh, it's always good to talk about things and get things out in the open. You know, uh, my, and, but sometimes like me and you could talk about yeah, stuff, yeah. And, and we're in recovery and we could talk about stuff. But then there's things that you don't want to talk about, and maybe not that you're embarrassed of, but you just feel different people give you different perspectives on it. Yeah. You know what, Tommy? I, I, you know, you and I again. You, you all know mm. this. We're both in recovery, right? And, and and one of the things that that works in any whatever recovery program you're in, uh, whether it, it's it's drugs or food or sex or gambling, Anything. whatever it is, when you talk to people who can who can uh, understand you, it helps. Right. So you know, we talk to people who use drugs because we use drugs. You know, uh, so so and it helps and, and it's the same thing when 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 you're getting counseling f for anything else it helps to find people who relate one of the hardest things i had when when my when my kids passed was it's hard to find people who relate to that. You know, that's there, a hard, that's a hard, there are that, right. There are, there right. are groups, compassionate friends come and I'm not promoting anything right. here. I'm just telling you that these people were good. And it's free. Like I'm, right. I'm not going to 
you know, send you somewhere that you got to pay. But I also went to a professional grief counselor, you know. Right. And I remember my ex-wife, and, and you know, and she's, uh, you know, I, I, she just didn't, she didn't leave the house for three years. You know, she got really messed up in the accident too. But like, she didn't want to leave the house, and she didn't want to get counseled. And her big thing was, you know, I, I would say, you know, maybe you might want to think about going. To, Are they gonna bring my son back? And I'm like, right. yeah, they're gonna. Like on the sixth visit, right? Yeah, you they, get your kid back. Resurrect like, you know, them, like, right. Of course not. Like. <laughs> But, you know, you can talk, and, and she, like, didn't understand that concept because, right. you know, me, fortunately, I had been in the recovery I think that almost goes back to the self-pity thing. Like, you're, you're mourning more than somebody else, or I need to mourn. It's like, you know, yeah. all the old Italian Listen, people, when somebody dies, they wear black, oh, and they, God, you know. For years. For years. For years. It's like, things happen. Life goes on, man. And it has You know, to. life goes on. It has to. You know, and, and, and what, are you right. really, what are you really grieving? Are you grieving them, or are you grieving yourself? That maybe you didn't do something or, you know, there's something different that you could have done and, and you become the victim more than anybody, right? right? And, and, that's, and that's why I mentioned like the 7,000 people a day that die. Right. I mean, you know, people, you're going to grieve everybody? Like, you, you know, you can't. yeah. Okay, it's death. I get you it. Can't. I get it. But you have to keep some sort of perspective here, you know. Uh, if we all fell to pieces every time somebody we knew died. Right. Nobody would get anything done right. ever. Right. Because there's always somewhere, you know, like they talk about the six degrees of separation, right? Or is it the six degrees of Kevin Kevin Bacon? Kevin right? Bacon yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there is a, a scientific and mathematical principle behind that, right. you know, that you're basically six people away from knowing just about anybody, right. you know? Um, it, it, so, so, you know, if, if we all mourned like that forever, like we would all be constantly right. be in mourning. Right. And that's impossible because then nothing can get done. And it's just very unhealthy because, you know, let's face it, you know, at least for myself, I can tell you that the depression that came out of that was debil debilitating to, tell, to, to, to say the least. You know, it, it, it put me on the couch. My son uh, passed away. He, he uh, The accident happened. It was uh, November 1st. It was All Saints Day. And then All Souls Day was the next day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then his birthday was the 28th. And then, then, then we lost the baby December 15th. And Christmas was December Right, 20th. so like all of it just kind of like oh, came let me in. tell you something. It's it, like it, a rush. <laughs> for, for five or six years. Right. After the accident, when that time of year came, how around, could you even want to be done? You know, because it just, but it, it became a point where it was just about me, right? And anybody who told me like, and I, what what really triggered me, and I'm going to tell you this too, because you know, there's certain things you do if if you suffer from depression, and I have in my life, like right. I've suffered from depression, most of it self induced, but uh, people will tell you, change your thought, move a muscle. Like, what does that mean? All right, get get up, put some happy music on, mm -hmm. take a shower, and go go walk, take a walk around the block, right? And people would tell me, hey, you know, come on, Dwight, get off the couch. Right. You don't understand. And what that's saying is, is I don't want to feel better. Right. Don't want to. Not that I can't. I don't want to. Because if I wanted to, I would get up. I wouldn't go literally weeks. Right. And a lot of that had to do with using, too. Weeks without taking a <laughs> shower, changing my underwear. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it was just, it was nasty. You was numb nasty. yourself to the world. You numb yourself to your feelings. You numb yourself to the pain. Let me tell you, man. The you know, the worst thing you can be is a junkie with an excuse, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You know, <laughs> are your kids dead? You right. can't tell me what to do. Are right. your kids dead? No, jerk off. They're not. You know, right. but you know, come on. And, and and really, it got down to that level. Like, right. Uh, what do you want to do? Is this really how you want to live the rest of right. your life? Because if it right. is, what's the point? Right. You know? And and I I had to find a a, a, um, a purpose. And it's you know one of my favorite books. You know is is uh, man search right. yeah. <laughs> man search for meaning. And that was one of the first books I read 
that really started to bring me around. And uh, if you ever get a chance, like I tell you what, if you're lost out there, if you're really looking for something, uh, Man's Search for Meaning is uh, Victor Frankl, one of the one of the finest books I've ever read. I've read it several times, uh, highlighted, underlined, and 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 try to practice that in my life to understand what it, true suffering is all about and what it means to find right. purpose through suffering. And that's basically what the book is about. Is and that was Victor Frankl's whole purpose for being was finding purpose in suffering. Right. Like to go through this. And and I can honestly sit here today and you say, well, you know, like what does acceptance look like? Because that's the the last thing is acceptance right i right? said so, well what does that look like well for me what does it look what does acceptance look like for you right I, I everybody's different right uncle, right? right and for me acceptance became when i when i when i said you know what i've become a better person for having gone through this right not that i'm glad it happened not not that you know oh you know if if he did i wouldn't have been a good person if it didn't happen but, right but but through this i've i've learned uh to be more compassionate i've mm -hmm. learned to be more empathetic i've learned to, to be more open to people. I've, I've learned to, to seek help more in my life. Right. Like all of these things have come as a result of, of losing my kids Listen, and, and the grief uh, that I experienced. Obviously losing your kid is a bad experience and it's something that's traumatic. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm sure a piece of you every day is still, you know, grieving for, 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 for your, for your son. Right. But, you have to realize that life goes on, right? Well, and, and that's it. And, and and you take you take the positives. You have to take any negative situation. You take the positive out of it, and and you take the you know like you learned how to be compassionate now, right? And that's a beautiful thing because there might be somebody one day that's facing the same problem as you are, and you could walk them through what happened and how to deal with it. Well, exactly, and and it's also you know when you see somebody who who look to, to understand people go through things that you have no idea what's in their head at the time right like, you know you just have no idea and the whole you know when i talk about when i talk about this is uh you know i remember uh, i was the third anniversary of my son's death and, and a friend i was out to dinner with a friend and and he looked at me and you know and i, I was shot man and he said you're still upset huh like you still feel, and he asked me an interesting question and he said given the the, the level of pain that you've uh, experience through this death was it worth it like was it worth having him would right. you would you do it again right you know let me tell you something man i love my boy like right. my son my yeah. son and i we were we were we were close that was right. my boy man like, i took my son everywhere we did everything we played ball we went swimming we you know like we did all the father-son things mm -hmm. he he gave me a life worth living that child taught me in seven years more than anything in life ever has right. he taught me that that how to love like right. really how to how to be a loving human being i grew up in a tough situation no, and no, i grew yeah, up not stories. understanding that stuff <laughs> right. and and this this child taught me so much and and i was so grateful to have had him even for such a short time right and any bit of pain that i've experienced is definitely definitely worth right you know having him in my life and having known that child so. right and i think that's a good that's a good place to uh to i think we should end on that end, you know, that's end a, on that note yeah. that's a positive and a negative yeah. talk you know is that's it, a positive it, way to end you know listen, if you are suffering from 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 grief Please seek seek some help. Right. Seek some counseling. It, it really does help. Right. And they're not going to bring your loved one back, but you can learn how how to deal with it. One hundred percent. Be well. Have All a great right. week. Bye. All right. Thank you for uh, listening once again to the two guys from Queens podcast. And if you like what you see here, please do us a favor and, and like, subscribe, follow, share, comment, share it to anybody. And if you want to reach out to us, if you if you have any problems that you want to talk about. Please, we're always open to you. You could always drop us a line, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Definitely. Thanks again. You're welcome.